is pro and so we grow Using procurement, program and control I'm a businessman, yes I'm an entrepreneur Oh yeah, I'm a businessman, yes I'm an entrepreneur Oh yeah, I'm a businessman, yes I'm an entrepreneur and good afternoon and welcome to the business zone with Christo and Gilbert. But today standing in for Gilbert Buchanan is Mr. Gregory Sneed. I am pleased. He also, you guys may recognize he also is my co-host over at the community briefing. So he's doing double duty this week. <laughs> so welcome. Glad to have you guys. Happy holiday season. Uh, Gilbert will not be here today because he unfortunately uh, tested positive for COVID on um, on Monday, and he had spent some time with friends on Thanksgiving that insisted that they were all vaccinated, and they were not. <laughs> and so uh, he has been, but he's not. He's he's doing he's doing okay. He has been vaccinated, so the severity he doesn't have the severity, but he does have like ha he has like a bad. Um, flu. And so he is feeling the, the the effects of having a bad flu. So we're happy to have you guys. And welcome, Greg. Thank you so much for sharing the platform with me today. Yeah. Well, first off, my prayers and blessings to you, Gilbert. Hopefully you're watching or if you'll get to see the recording and that you uh, feel better, that you're resting comfortably. And um, uh, that in some way, that's how in-laws become outlaws. <laughs> true that <laughs> yeah so uh our prayers and blessings are with you my brother and um i was just bopping to the uh to the intro and uh we, we look forward to uh, seeing you back real soon yeah we we'll be, we will be missing you today mr mr gilbert um but we do want you to get better and we are so happy that you're vaccinated so this is not as severe as it could possibly be and uh, we want to thank you. Uh, we want to thank you for keeping yourself healthy and that you did go and get your vaccination and that you're going to get your um, booster when you are all done with this. So, yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, Greg, tell us a little bit about yourself. So uh, my name is uh, Gregory Sneed. I'm in financial services. I have been doing that for, I'm going to give up my age, but four decades plus. <laughs> and uh, I help uh, my clients keep more of the money they make. I market uh, life insurance, long-term care. I do financial coaching and I teach financial literacy. My slogan is, um, I believe that when you feel better about your money, you feel better about your life. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> you know, Greg, I always say to people, when I have money, I'm on top of the world. Nothing really bothers me at all. When my money starts to get a little funny, oh, I am not a happy camper. And and everything in the world seems like it's going wrong when you don't have any money. So um, I like that slogan. <laughs> how about you? When you when you come short on money, how do you feel? Uh, what's the slogan? That your, your money's funny, your change is strange, and your credit won't get it. <laughs> There you go. That's what I say as well. So, so you guys, if you need to understand money and how to make money work for you, for you, and as opposed to you working for it, you want to reach out to Mr. Gregory Sneed. He'll pop his information in the chat, and I'll share it with you. Um, 
but we want to welcome you here. So, Greg, how has your week been? Week's been good. I um, I got a uh, I got a nice um, what's it a gift? But I was speaking to an existing client, and it was helping her with an issue, and she was asked how things are going on. I said, you know, it's a challenge because I'm used to doing in-person seminars, and I got transferred to this video environment. And she's like, well, you know what? Uh, are you conducting seminars virtually now? Oh, of course, by Zoom. So she said, tell you what, I have a, a little one sheet page that describes what we do. And so she says, I'm going to send it out to my some of my coworkers. Oh, fantastic. And she sent out an email. And she copied me on the email. And not only did she send it out, but she sent some a, a glowing endorsement uh of of my work and sent it to 33 people so uh that was that, that was it makes you feel good you know yes. and, the, and the things that she said that were very very warm and sincere and she's like you got to talk to this guy you know he'll take uh, great care of you so that i think that was a highlight of my week um i like that that's pretty cool you know what now that you think about it we probably should actively i know it feels like it's uh uh you're not being humble, but reach out to our existing clients and ask them to do a, a uh, tribute. I know on my LinkedIn, you and another friend of mine were the very first people that gave me uh, a recommendation on my LinkedIn profile was the yeah. both of you guys. So I think that's important. Uh, it's a recommendation or endorsement or something like that. Because I sent it to, I have a, a sales coach that I use and I said, hey, I got this great referral. And he said, no, you didn't. That's an endorsement. That's not a referral. That's an endorsement. So. <laughs> yeah. So an endorsement. So I think yeah. all of us that when, especially if we're all colleagues and peers, we should all be endorsing each other because we know each other. We know what kind of business we do. Right. Especially if we're spending time to refer clients to you, the least we could do is endorse you on your social media, on your, on your LinkedIn. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's a, I think mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to implement that. So I'm going to go over and endorse you on, uh, on your, um, for your business. So we can oh, make sure I appreciate that. Thank you, you so get much. Your company. So yeah, that's pretty, well, that's good. I like that. I like yeah. it when, when people recognize you for, for the hard work you do, because sometimes it doesn't feel like that. Right. Yeah. 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 You know what the best endorsement is? What? The one on the back of a check. Ah, yeah. Huh? <laughs> 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 or, or or when you get a notification that your PayPal or your Cash App or your um, uh, has has money in it now, I like those endorsements as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, our topic today is technically challenging. Uh, te are you know, are you technically challenged? And you know, speaking of a check, how rare it is now to physically write out a check or receive a uh, a paper check. You know, that's so true. And it's so funny because my bank, I bank at Broadway Federal, which is now City City First Bank. Um, they merged with a bank from back east, right? And so when they were going through the process of switching over the account, and it was a little, little hairy there for one weekend. But then I thought, wow, I don't really need to order checks. Because when was the last time I wrote a check? <laughs> so I, I don't need checks. I mean, I do everything electronically now. And then, um, yeah, I don't I don't need checks. And if I and the, on the rarity that I do, then I can just go to the bank and get a counter check for that. But who needs a check? Yeah, I still write some checks periodically. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Do you? Yeah. Well, um, for a long time, my gardener wanted a check. Okay. And now uh, Chase 
I can I go online and 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 click, you know, and they send out by mail a paper check to him. So I oh. I just you know click and say okay pay pay him and he's set up in my in my pays, mm-hmm. and I just say okay here's you know here's the amount and hit send, and um, it will I think have the option of sending it by Zelle, so he gets it instantly. He doesn't want that. He wants he's old school. He wants paper. Oh, okay. He wants to physically take it to the bank so that he can deposit. I think it's more he's trying to track who who of his customers are paying. Ah, uh, you know, because so he still handwrites out a uh, a slip and puts it in my uh, oh, mailbox. Okay. So he okay. he hasn't gotten to that technical uh, level there. And and I had a um, contractor. He did some work for me. He wanted a check. So. Mm. So I still have, I'm still right. I still have checkbook and I still writing checks, but. Um, oh, okay. Very, yeah. yeah. Very, yeah. Very few of them. Yeah. Most of mine. Let me see. Do I, no, I send everything. If I'm not sending it by PayPal or my invoicing system for QuickBooks actually allows me to send a invoice and then they can actually pay, pay through that. And then I can do the same thing for my clients as well. So I guess I'm um, more automated than not, but. I can see if they want to have, you know, a backup to make sure that they have, they got paid and it matches up with their, their manual system. Cause that's the only way you can to match it up with your manual system. Mm-hmm. So we're getting there, but you know, years ago I took the kids, the biz camp kids to the, what do they call it? It's downtown where they do all the processing of monies that come in. What is it? The um, federal, Oh, what it is over on Hope Street, but it's all the the checks, all of the dollar, everything comes through this depository. I think there's one here, there's one in San Francisco, and there's one in D.C. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so when we took the kids there, they were saying how um, 10, 15, 20 years ago, then they all the checks actually processed through the this federal depository and they used to have tons of checks now they have hardly any checks and now they have dollars and they they also are able to pull out counterfeit dollars and all that sort of stuff right but they eventually uh they were saying that the future they wouldn't even have the dollars or the coins coming through there eventually everything is going to be electronically electronic and that was about I want to say we did that with the kids about eight years ago. Mm. So we are close to that place where we're operating digitally and all monies is kind of circulating through uh, some sort of digital um, uh, app that money can then be processed and look at the banks. You can take a picture of your check and it just goes right through the process at the bank. Does your bank have that service? Yeah. 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 Ours is uh, Broadway Federal. That's one of the perks or the benefits of the merger is by next year, we're going to have that opportunity. Right now I have to run my checks to the bank. Yeah. No, I can take, I take pictures of my checks all the time. I have one sitting here that's a $10 check. Um, and for some reason, the, the photo capture, the background, it's not capturing. So it, it won't, it, you know, so oh. I, I physically have to take that in and it's, it's been sitting here probably three months. Thousand dollars or ten thousand, it would be out of, <laughs> I'd have been to the bank, but um, yeah, I got a ten. I like I'm not even sure where it is, and I know I haven't deposited, but it's 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 somewhere on my desk. Um, but you know, it's interesting 
because I, you know, I believe that when money, when, when you used to have your money, you'd, uh, you could count it. It was in your wallet. It was in your pocket. Um, I still recommend to my clients that you keep some paper currency, that you keep mm -hmm. some money uh, mm -hmm. at home because if our, you know, if we've got an earthquake or some tech, you know, the, the, the bank ATM system gets hacked and you need to buy gas or milk or, you know, something, um, they may not be able to transact electronic business, but, you know, uh, coins and, and, and dollars they'll still accept. So I do recommend having uh, a, a stash of, of some money, not a lot, you know, um, but at least, you know, probably a hundred bucks and not, and in small denominations, not, mm -hmm. you know, a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> you go to buy right. for five dollars and you got a hundred dollars. No, we got no change, man. <laughs> no, right. No exactly. Change. You actually are absolutely <laughs> right. Cause I remembered back to, um, during Katrina, uh, that was one of the issues. You couldn't get to the bank in order to get cash. So uh, when uh, people, when they talk to you about having your emergency kit, then in that kit, you should actually have some physical dollars and some change so that you actually could have money uh, until you're able to relocate back to your home if by some chance you couldn't get to your home. So yeah. that should be in your, in your emergency uh, kit. Uh, for in the event that some catastrophe takes place. And, and yeah, because if the power goes out, then so does all of the ATM machines. That's right. Yeah, so all of that happens. So or it doesn't have to be power. It can just be the banking system, you know, runs yeah. into an issue. And so it doesn't even have to be right here. It could be somewhere because, the you know, the network may not be here in, in California. It's somewhere in the, the, the Plain States in Iowa or something, what have you. But... It, um, it, if it goes down, then yeah, you can't transact business. And if you need some just small stuff here and there, uh, mm -hmm. you know, some food items that you've got it. So yeah, like that's so. We can't be completely, totally dependent upon digital, digital world. We do have to have some manual, some cash laying around. As my, my girlfriend used to say, her parents were from Cuba. And, um, so when Castro took over for Cuba, uh, they couldn't get all their money out. And so when he came to the United States to live, he said, keep some money under your mattress. He called it mattress money. <laughs> keep your mattress money. So in the event that you have to do a mad dash, then you can just grab your money and, and, and get to where you need to get to. Because if not, you can't get to your money if the government sees all your money. So That's right. you know, that, was a, right. that was a living testimony. <laughs> yeah. It, in fact, I remember the, there was a show when we were uh, with Gilbert, we were talking about the system uh, that they use in the island, the Patna, Patna system and something else and how you, you give money and, and to somebody and they're kind of like the bank. Um, and uh, anyway, it just... We're we're in a different world. Different. We're different we're things. living in a different world, and that's mm -hmm. why we have to have this this conversation we're going to have today is because we can no longer continue to do business as we've been doing, especially after the pandemic when everything that we did had to be done online, and um, so making sure that our business small business owners and our individuals understand how um, how important it is for them to not say that they're technically challenged, but to start bragging that they're technically savvy. <laughs> well, our guest is going to share with some ideas and, and some ways that, that our listeners can uh, can make that happen. 
Yes, that. So we're excited about that. And also we have Dr. Sharon Peterson coming in today. She's an alumni manager for the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses. It's a, a small business initiative. And so not only uh, having tech technical solvingness, but also having the technical assistance that helps small businesses move to the next uh, to the next chapter for their business. And, you know, yesterday, Greg, we had um, Constance Anderson on from the Center of uh, Lindustry. And I asked her a question is where uh, how should the businesses be planning for the future? Uh, at post pandemic, and she is in agreement that the first thing they need to do is to become technically savvy. Yeah, 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 because uh, everything we're doing is online. I actually kind of prefer it this way, but um, I don't know, not everybody does. I, I, I think I'm on time for all of my meetings. <laughs> I have no traffic to get to my meetings unless I have traffic from one room to the other room from the imaginary people that may be in, in the hallway. But other than that, what a way to do business. And I can reach far more people than I did when I was physically training. How about right, you? Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, my, well, so now my traffic is in order to get to my office, I've got to walk through the kitchen so I can I can get, get delayed there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. Unless there's something in the household that is delaying you yeah. from getting to your or your your place of business, I think this is this is cool. I, yeah. I had um, for the first time, and it was a couple of months ago. I had an appointment, a physical appointment, and I normally don't do physical, but I had a physical appointment. So I, you know, you have we haven't even been driving around, right? So. I the, the place wasn't even far from where I live. And for whatever reason, I got all turned around and I ended up being late <laughs> for literally for an appointment that was 15 minutes away from my house. <laughs> so I told her, I said, if we had done this on Zoom, I'd been on time. What can I say? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot how to drive through the community in order to get to my, uh, and not under, remembering because by that time, traffic had picked up. And so I'm thinking it's a clear shot, but coming down Slauson, but it's never a clear shot when all the traffic in the middle of the day is on Slauson. So I was not prepared for the Slauson traffic. <laughs> so that's one of the things. So I, I'm excited about the show. I know you're going to pop in and out with me today, but before you leave, before you have to pop away, I'm going to bring Dr. Peterson on and you can say hello to her. You actually uh, moderated uh, and hosted when we had her on the community briefing. So I'm going to bring her on and then we're going to talk to her about the 10,000 small business. And when you have to pop out, you just have to pop out. All righty. All right, Dr. Peterson, we're going to bring you in. And everyone, you are tuned into the Business Zone with Crystal and Gilbert. Today, I have a, ghost, a guest co-host, Mr. Gregory Sneed. And you can find this program on Facebook, streaming live on the Business Zone, as well as we stream live on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the button. Tell a friend to pop over every Friday afternoon at 3 o'clock. To the business zone with Crystal and Gilbert. So with that, I am going to bring in Dr. Peterson. Hello. Hello. How are you today, Dr. Peterson? I am doing well. Oh, good to hear that. And look at that, Dr. Sweezen. So let me give you guys a little bit. Dr. Peterson 
on the spot. She wanted to get rid of her background. I gave her a software. She went and downloaded. I am so proud of her. She went on, downloaded, fixed it all up, and here she is. Yeah, I am so proud myself. <laughs> so you get a technically a technical button today, huh? Yeah. Savvy button today. So how are you? I am going to pull up your um, bio right now. And tell everyone who you are. As soon as okay. I find it. it, I had it up. It disappeared on me. Hold on one second. So, how was your holiday? Why I find this information? It was great. It was very restful. I have to say that I was very lazy and just enjoyed myself. <laughs> me too. The best part about vacation, about holidays for me, is that my clients are on holiday and they are not calling me. <laughs> that is the, the part that I like best about holidays. So everyone we have here today, Dr. Sharon Peterson, she is the Southern California Regional Center for Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Business Initiative. Dr. Peterson is the alumni manager. Um, she supports the Southern California alumni and is liaison to the National 10,000 Small Business Alum Program prior to becoming the alum, um, alumni manager for the small business. She was the president of Goldberg Consulting, and she works with small to medium-sized companies. She has worked as a consultant with several small business development centers and business owners over the past decade, helping small businesses achieve economic impact in their community. And her expertise is uh, loan packaging and developing marketing and sales strategy. Uh, we want to welcome you, uh, Dr. Peterson, to the show. And today we're talking about our businesses becoming much more tech savvy as well as technically savvy to run their small businesses. So welcome. Glad to have you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit more about you than that uh, bio that I read and what motivates you to do what you do. Well, it's very interesting because I actually started out in corporate America, you know, marketing some of the big companies, PepsiCo, some of the other ones. And I really wanted to do something where I could make a really big impact. And I found that working with the small business owners is so rewarding because you see some businesses that are already started and they grow and you see some people that want to start businesses and you help them get into business and you get to kind of live through them and a lot of their adventures and things they're going through. So that's, yeah. that's really what's because I'm, I like teaching and I like actually being able to impart information. So doing that with the small business owners is great. What are some of the challenges that you have seen that small businesses have uh, starting their businesses? I think one thing is that if you are, just say you come from a corporate background, I've seen people come from a corporate background, at least they might have a little bit more information about what they want to do because they've had time to formulate it in, in the, that corporate background. But then some people are very creative and they start a business. So I think that the challenge is how to grow. It's okay to start the business, but how do you stay in business and how do you grow? Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and what does the what I, I know several friends of mine actually a number of years ago went through the to through the ten thousand small business program. What exactly does that entail and how does that help them grow or position themselves to grow? Okay. So we say the ten thousand small businesses initiative 
actually it's very good for businesses that want to grow or get to the next level we say and what that does is we have several modules that we take them through we call it a mini mba on steroids because it's over a three to four month period and you will get a lot of the material that you would get in an mba program the difference is is that the material is customized and developed by babson college of boston they're the number one entrepreneurial training college in the, in the country and they developed the, the criteria for the curriculum for us and the curriculum so they have the business owner has the, the ability to be able to go through the curriculum and we call it use invisible theory that they can apply immediately so they can come into the classroom and marketing and take what they learned that day and go back to their business and use it oh okay then that's a really good course is to, if you actually can apply it be, the, that later that day and get some results from what they've learned. Yes. So we've awesome. had several success stories. The only thing we have to say is you're, you're still in the class. So don't forget the class and, and just start applying everything. Let's try to get through the material per, as we go. Okay. Greg, did you have any? No, I, I part of the business, uh, also should be what's the end game oops uh, is what's the end game in business because um are you sorry about that i should have muted this they won't shut up <laughs> talk about technology technology <laughs> there we go <laughs> part of part of the business is also what is the end game so yeah. you you got into business so are you looking for it to be long-term? Are you looking to build the business and then get bought out? So do you want to create a certain valuation? Because everybody's focused on the startup. Okay, right. so now you start up, now you're there. So, so what do you do? And then if it's a family business, let's say you've inherited from a, a parent, there I forget what the percentages are, but there's a large percentage of the owner transferring it to the kids. Yes. To the second generation, but the the percentage drops dramatically when it goes to that third generation, and uh, so now you know what what do you do? Because I have I had a couple of friends that have a business, and their 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 sons and daughters had absolutely no interest in running it at all. So um, uh, you, they have to either sell it or or sell it to internally. It's just it's a good challenge. So it's a, a different dynamic to add on top of your business planning. What's your end game? Are you looking to stay in this or, or are you looking to just build some value and then create this company, sell it off and then start all over? Yes. And it's very interesting you said that because our program is pretty comprehensive. And when they come in, it's really to identify a growth opportunity because we're saying, okay, how are you gonna grow? And so they identify a growth opportunity. Maybe it's a new product or service, maybe it's going into a new market, or it could be another method of growing. But then we take that and build out a five-year growth plan with five-year projections, revenue projections. So they get something called money and metrics where they get to understand financials. That's one of the things I think Crystal can probably attest to this is that a lot of business owners don't understand their financials. Mm. So, you know, the fact that, as you were talking about checks, the fact that I could write a check doesn't mean that money's in the bank, right? <laughs> so Definitely. As long as I have <laughs> checks, I still have money, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So we, we let them understand how to, to look at a financial statement, a P&L statement, 
or a balance sheet and really understand what it's saying. Because I was talking to someone today and I said, you know, they might look intimidating, those sheets, but it's, it's really telling a story. You should be able to talk about it like you're telling a story about your business. And so they learn how to do that. And then they go into the key elements that, as you mentioned, some of the things they need to grow. How is it, what do you need to do to be a leader? What is it to, to be a leader of your company? And what about the people? How do you hire the right people? How do you retain them? That's a big problem right now with a lot of companies. I've heard people say it's almost like a merry-go-round. People come in and two weeks later, they're out because they're not really fitting or they decide that the company's not fit for them. And then we talk about marketing and selling. How do you market your business and selling? A lot of people are doing digital marketing right now. That's a big thing, talking about going online. But there are so many other elements to it. How do you identify the right customer? And then going into operations and processes where a lot of time businesses have redundant processes in their business where it's really causing them money or causing things not to happen. And then after that, they go into really what does it take if you need financing to get that? Mm-hmm. And as, as you know, Greg was talking about, we, we talk about really those exit strategies because everyone doesn't want to keep this until the day that they can't work anymore. They might want to pass it on to their family or maybe even pass it on to employees. I had a couple of business owners that did the ESOP programs, you know, the mm. employee programs. So, and, but they, all this goes into a five-year plan for their company. And so that's one of the really great pieces that I think comes out of this initiative when they finish. Uh, and I think that's absolutely awesome. There's one business I, that I know uh, personally that um, went through your, to the, through your program, the 10,000 Small Business, and that's Greg Doolin uh, mm-hmm. for Doolin Soul Food. And oh my God, when he completed the program, I could immediately see what you guys, the key factors and the touch points that you guys had worked with him on because he has created this massive marketing machine that has been extremely beneficial for the growth of his business. And I've watched him over the years and I was like, wow, I mean, he's innovative and he's disruptive and he's willing to take very, looks like very calculated risks, but he's looking at his business from a holistic place versus just from I'm in business, I'm working in this business and that's all I need to do. He actually is looking at it as to I'm working on my business and not working in my business. Yes. And that's what we say. We tell them they need to work on their business, not in the business. Yeah. So he, I, I like well. <laughs> he did. I, he did. I will give you guys. I mean, I was like, wow, I saw it. You know, I saw it start to mat- um, materialize like soon as he finished the program. And I still am watching him implementing obviously certain strategies and skills that you guys uh, uh, helped him to develop. And I still see him doing that in this business. And I want to say Greg was one of the first ones when you, when did the program first launch in Los Angeles? 2010. Yeah. So that's when Greg, I think uh, actually participated. And I want to say it was around the same time that the Endeavor was coming through Los Angeles. Remember the spaceship came through? And I think he finished your program right at that time. And he actually launched on the day that the Endeavor came down Crenshaw. And all of us spent 
all day long in front of Greg's Doolin, uh, in front of his restaurant. And that's what we ate all day long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds like Greg. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was fun and uh, awesome. But it's so important. And when we talk about um, uh, the financial piece of it, I, you know, when people, when clients of mine come to me, Dr. Peterson, they're coming because someone uh, has referred them to, to me, right? They're trying mm -hmm. to get capital. So they don't have financials or uh, they have a tax issue. And that's usually how they get to me, right? Okay. So once I get the initial and they're, and they're fighting and pushing back a little bit on me, helping them set up their accounting system. Then I say to them, but now let's look at the financial reports and let me show you exactly what you can learn from those financial. And they're like, oh my God, this is all here. So now, <laughs> <laughs> right. Huh? Now it, there. it starts there, right? Cause you can see how much money you made during yeah. a certain period that you, uh, from the first quarter to the second quarter you can see when your business starts to to taper off so you can find out what your um downtime is and then you need to be looking at other streams of revenue uh that can or other opportunities for you that you can increase those revenue streams but they are like blown away that they can get all of that information from a financial report <laughs> yeah i know but they're your friend if you let them be <laughs> the financial <laughs> <laughs> so how does one get into the your program so it's really very simple there is um they can go to www.10ksbapply.com okay and on there is an online application and they can fill that out and select the site they want to go to so we in southern california we have two sites one at long beach and the other at Los Angeles City College. So we have okay. those two sites. So two sites and it's mm -hmm. www. Dot 10, the number 10, KSB apply. KSB apply. apply. Uh-huh, mm -hmm. com. And you have, and there are two sites. Yeah, so, if they go there, they'll, they'll be able to select the site that they would like to go to, depending on where okay. they live. And that's uh, in LA and Long Beach? Yes. Okay. So basically, uh, do they have to have been in business for a certain period of time? Do they yeah. have to earn a certain amount of money? Yeah. So we are looking for businesses. Again, this is a growth plan. So we're looking for businesses that have been in business for uh, two years and um, with four employees and 150000 in revenue. Now, okay. recently, because of COVID, we had lowered that to been in business for two years with one employee and a hundred thousand dollars okay but now you're back to four employees yeah but you know those people that because COVID is not really over we just heard that with what you said right yeah right so we would still, <laughs> we would still look at those other the businesses okay in that other category yes and this may be a good program for for those businesses that um were able to get uh capital assistance through the california relief and the federal relief programs yeah and now maybe they may have hired because they had you know revenue and they're just right there at the brink and so now to get ready for the post pandemic they need to really uh gear up for learning how to work in 
today's new business world. So yes. is that that's correct. Yeah. Okay. So for those of you that are looking, have a growth business, been in business for two years, have a minimum of four employees and our earnings of $150,000. Um, but you can also apply if it's just a little bit more, like, since we're still in COVID, yeah. um, uh, the, uh, yeah, the COVID world that we're living in. But this is a good time, I think. I think all of us should be in what happens i know we're in still in the middle of it and it doesn't look like there's an insight <laughs> in place but i'm sure there is um but we still have to be looking at our businesses because i think the key is not always loans but is your is your business actually earn uh, has reached its earning capacity and right. I guess you guys can, can you attest to the fact that most people have not even come close to maxing out their earning capacities for small businesses? Yes, I would say that's definitely true. Because yeah. when they get into the program, they discover all these things that they can actually, I want to say, customize a little bit differently that they're already doing. And there's some things they can add and just get the most out. It's almost like someone says, you know, they get the most out of the squeeze of the, of the lemons. Well, they they haven't gotten all the juice out yet, right? They've been squeezing, <laughs> but not all the juice is out. <laughs> so I they, agree. they need to understand. And two, I just wanted to go back on the, the number of employees. I know as a business owner, you don't like to think of yourself as an employee, but if you count yourself as one of those employees, that's part of that number you need, <laughs> right? To oh. mm. Right. Yeah, they never think of themselves as employees. I'm the owner. Yeah, yeah, but, but that's, that's one of the four or two employees that we're talking about. And it can be also full-time, part-time, and 1099. So it doesn't have to be all full-time. Oh, okay. So you guys are very flexible. So how are they, is this an online programming or, um, and what is the time com commitment for, for the businesses that actually do get accepted in the program? Okay. We are leaving now this great period where we have, we, we pivoted to online all the way okay. from you know March of 2020 to to actually now in 2022, we're scheduled to go back in the classroom. Okay. So that's where it will be eight hours on um, Fridays, and those will be in class. But it's so much going on; it's not just sitting there listening. You're in a very interactive environment where you're doing exercises, you're working with the other business owners, you're doing a lot of things that break the day up. And you're going through that day and learning different things that you can take again and go home and use. So and what's, that's, the, mm -hmm. and what's the time frame? Eight hours for how long is it? A so it's eight hours. And then it's over. So for instance, uh, we have a class starting in January at Los Angeles um, at Long Beach City College. Mm -hmm. And so we start in January. So we're talking like three months from there, right? So oh, January okay. to like March. Okay. Yeah, but it's, you know, some are fr every Friday, some are every other Friday. It depends on what, what we're doing. Okay. Is there a cost for them to, to participate in this program? The cost, I'm quite sure they will really like this because the cost is going. It's not exactly zero because you do have to commit your time. So if you value a, a, your time and put a cost on it, yes, there's time and there's cost to it. But as far as the monetary cost, zero this is a scholarship from goldman sachs to those that are accepted that's why there's an application process and then 
you fill the application out and you go through an interview, if you meet the criteria and then we decide if you're accepted into the program based on all of the things we've seen in your actual application and your, your um, interview. Oh, that's pretty awesome. I, I, I invested in my, uh, 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 my business two years ago, and I think I spent about $1,900 to learn how to create online courses. So free, zero. <laughs> yes, my yeah. time. But, but even if, even your time, you're still now being able to formulate uh, to work your part, your your business time more efficiently if you're learning tools that is going to help you grow your business. Because most of the time, it's I, I I coined this as most of our businesses fell into business. Yes, yes, right. And, and then, then I and I say a lot of them grow to a level of incompetence, and that's when they need the program. <laughs> that's when they get, right exactly because that incompetence means I'm gonna put up my big dartboard. And I'm just gonna throw some darts, and I'm gonna hope this plan works. <laughs> right, and that's why we want you to have employees because when you come to the classroom, we want your mind to be freed up that you are 100% there physically and mentally, so you can focus and get the tools and the information you need to grow your business. And you know that while you're in class, someone's there managing the business so that you don't have to worry about it. That's awesome. And and so I heard I think I heard you say that you even help those those uh, own, uh, business owners really uh, learn how to hire the right people that's going to yes. help their businesses grow. Yes. And yeah. real. Yeah. Hire slowly, you know, hire slow and then just make sure that you're hiring the right person, because sometimes we're so eager to grab an employee that we're not really interviewing them the way we need to or looking at the things that we need to. And we you learn all of that in the program. And another yeah, I, thing too is when you ahead. come to the program to add to the no cost, all the materials that you'll need will be given to you. You don't need to buy any books or anything. It's all given to you. If you have a laptop, you want to bring that, that's fine, but it's not any materials that you need to buy. All right, guys, you that th there is no reason why one day out of the month out of the week is to go over to get a class that is going to give you so much value that it's going to help you grow your business. I don't even know why you guys you guys should be all here on social media screaming <laughs> at me. It's like, how do I get there? So yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to make sure, Dr. Peterson, that we get this information out because the future of our businesses has to be where we are not working on, in those businesses. We're working on those businesses. And I really like the fact that you guys focus on the hiring the right employee. I know I've had so many people go, you know, I try to hire people and they're just not right. And my question always is, so what is it you're looking for? And they're like, what? What yeah. is it looking for? Are you looking for just a warm body or are you looking for someone that's qualified to uh, do the job that you need them to do? Right. And there's some other things that I didn't mention. I know that a lot of business owners say, you know, it's lonely being a business owner because I'm not going to go to my employees and say, oh, I'm really concerned about the business. They don't have anyone to talk to. Well, when you're in this program, you're in the program with 30 to 40 other business owners, CEOs. So you have this, I want to call it community that you can collaborate, that you can have your couch sessions with, you know, your therapy sessions with. 
and you are assigned a business advisor that walks with you the entire time through the program or the initiative that you can actually counsel, help counsel you and help you through the areas that you need while you're in the program to understand them better, to be able to do what you need to get through and to help you with understanding what you need to do to write your growth plan that you come out with. That's awesome. That is so, so, so important. Well, thank you guys for offering this program to our small business owners. And um, I'm definitely going to refer businesses over to you because I think it's so important where we're going now. And, you know, one of the things uh, as the co-director of Recycling Black Dollars, I've always the pushback I've always gotten uh, for supporting black businesses is that they're not run properly and the customer service is not there. And all of these components that need to be there for you to be successful in business. And so a lot of times that that's the excuse I get anyway. <laughs> so when I first became the co-director or start first start working with Recycling Black Dollars, I was like, okay, I'm going to be one of the conduits to make sure that you are the businesses that I'm referring to you, that won't be your complaint. That's yes. going to be my job is to make sure that at least the basics. But I think the one thing that we for the future have to be looking at is getting our businesses prepared for what the future entails. And so we can no longer continue to do business as we have been doing. Yes. And I also wanted to comment just briefly on the the words uh, the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Initiative. 10,000 really means something because if you look over the United States, all of the sites, we have over 19 sites that are have these programs across the country. There are over 10,000 small businesses as of last November that have been through this initiative. And wow. in the Southern California area, there's over 1,100 businesses in Southern California that have been through this initiative. So there's this vast community and network to really to plug into once you're part of it. Okay, that's fantastic. Well, Dr. Peterson, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been very informative. We want to we're going to make sure that we are getting the information out this this podcast will air um we broadcast it's broadcasting live now on Facebook and YouTube, but I also afterwards I plug it into a podcasting network. And then it goes over 10 different channels. So hopefully you guys will get some more uh, eligible businesses that will apply. Uh, so it's, when is the deadline for the January class? So that one's already passed. We actually are doing the interviews for those now. But we take the we take the um, applications anytime. So don't let a deadline be the, the key. Just go ahead and apply and we'll plug you into the next cohort after this one. Sounds so good to me. <laughs> well, thank you so much. You've been so great and um, you are doing some good work and I can see it for the businesses that I know that have gone through it. So I think you're making the decision uh, to move from corporate corporate America to do business, to help our small business community was a good decision. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for having me on the, on your program today. Thank you so much. So appreciate it. So appreciate you. And I'll make sure you get a copy of this. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. So now we have 
Uh, Dr. Rosie is going to come on and she is going to address an issue that she and I have been talking about for such a long time on how we get our businesses technically ready to apply for programs that are out there uh, that most of the time our, our businesses are not eligible for because they can't even use the basic computer. So <laughs> we want to make sure that we uh, we address this. So Dr. Rosie has been talking about this. Hello, Dr. Rosie. Uh, you are muted, I believe. No, I was asking, was Jacqueline on my cornea? Oh, uh, yes, here she is. Well, let me see if she's here. I see. There she goes. Hello, Jacqueline. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm and doing great. How are you today? I'm good. Greg just came back in, so I'm going to bring Greg on. So before I, I'm going to introduce both uh, Dr. Rosie and as well as Jacqueline. So first, Dr. Rosie, this is my mentor. I love me some Dr. Rosie. When I grow up, I am going to be just like her. She's a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> and, and, and she even has a title in the South LA. She's the mayor of South LA and she doesn't miss her words and getting you to do what you need to do. So Dr. Rosie, she's an author. She's a publisher in one of LA's uh-oh, one of LA's um, uh, renowned financial gurus and a seasoned, seasoned estate planner, business and credit a consultant. She also holds her PhD in business administration. She is sought out after nationwide for her business and financial coaching services. She's authored 26 books, including what you need to know before you start a business and departing this life's uh, departing this life's preparations and getting out of debt made simple. So with that, I am welcoming Dr. Rosie and her partner in this new amazing project that she is uh, implementing is Jacqueline. She is a computer science educator, STEM curriculum developer, author, and innovator. She is living her purpose-driven life. She is learning, teaching, and clearing a path for learners to create, develop, and lead. She's the president and CEO of Girls Pursuing Science and an executive director and co-founder of Kids and Technology. Jackie, welcome, Jacqueline, welcome to the Business Zone with Crystal and Gilbert. It's such a pleasure to meet you. And I don't Thank think you. I've met—I don't think I've met her, Doctor Rosie, have I? Uh, kind of slightly. She was a part of the expo at one time, coming in. You know, you probably saw her doing the training, but you haven't really met her. She was attending Black Lives on tour for the last few years when we were physically on the ground with girls pursuing science. Okay. Well, we're so happy to meet you. Yeah, I'm so happy to meet you. You know, I, I'm sure Dr. Rosie has told you I do a youth program as well and um, for young kids, teaching them how to be entrepreneurial. So maybe there's some synergy for you and I. Uh, definitely for you to come in and talk to the kids. Uh, we're trying to incorporate uh, uh, technology into uh, their their uh, uh for them to build businesses that are in the technical space and, and the digital space. So welcome to the both of you guys. Thank you. Okay. So Dr. Rosie and Greg is back. Um, 
Hey, Greg. So tell me what inspired uh, this new business idea that you have going on. And I'm going to share this while we are speaking. Well, you know, I believe in finding a need and feeling. And it's really important. What really, I had thought about having a school uh, dealing with technology for a while back, but during COVID, it just brought it close to reality. Christians, I watched people were coming into our office who didn't know how to fill out their unemployment application. And what I noticed in our community, there was a lot of people all that was really great financially. People were charging them a third of whatever they, ever they were getting for their PPP just to fill out their application. They were charging people to help them fill out their certification for unemployment. And I watched people as they poured into the office. You know, my staff went almost 50% of their time working free for the public. Because what could you do when these people can fill out the forms? So much was taking place. So we just had to help. And, you know, and I said to my staff, well, you know what? Now, we are not a nonprofit organization of people, but we have to help the people. So when I saw how pitiful, when I saw how far that our people lag behind in technology, it just made my heart bleed. And I realized it's so important. Now, I'm going to say something very provocative, make it put off your show. There's three things that um, Blacks have gone against them. There's three strikes. Number one, you can't do nothing about being Black. That's one. Number two, you're not bilingual. And number three, you, you're not tech savvy. When you have those three strikes against you, for your children, rest assured they're going to be in the toilet. If you don't make sure that they're bilingual and make sure they are, are tech savvy, those things we can do something about. You can't do anything about the first one. So I hooked up and I knew Jacqueline been doing computers for years and teaching over 20 years. She started off when I met her, she had written a book jamming on my PC to teach inmates how to be ready. That was straight 20 <laughs> years ago. She had a contract going into the prison to teach prisoners how to, to, to deal with technology. She's in Tennessee. Krista, we have done something that you always talk about. We like to solo business, everybody out here doing their own thing. She's in Tennessee. I'm out here. We hooked up. And I mean, we're on the road. And we want to help our people. We want to bridge the gap. Bridge the gap. Well, thank you. And Jacqueline, what inspired you to work with Dr. Rosie, other than the fact that she is the most amazing human being on this planet? <laughs> and I don't know how you could have been. <laughs> you could have said no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, can't say no to Dr. Milligan. Uh, she absolutely is a, a true inspiration and just have a heart for helping. And there's just so much synergy there. Um, and I've, I've been in the nonprofit space uh, working with children for a long time. So we both have big hearts. And, I, you know, I, my degree is in computer science. I am a scientist. And it, it just made sense, you know, to be able to work with Dr. Milligan to do what I love to do. And that's teach. You know, I'm living my purpose driven life. I was born to teach. I often say I can teach anybody anything, regardless of what it is. I'm a teacher. I love to teach. So it just made sense to me. And she just provided an opportunity for me to utilize my technical skills to do what I love to do and to fulfill my God driven purpose. Well, that's absolutely fantastic. I'm looking at your screen. Can you guys see the screen that I'm sharing? Uh, hopefully. Absolutely. 
Okay. So it's saying uh, you have social media crash course, get up to speed in 60 minutes, uh, 10 Instagram strategies that bring six figures. I think I need to join that one. Level up your, <laughs> level up your uh, Microsoft office skills. That is so important. I cannot tell you how many people ask me when I'm uh, helping them prepare their business plans and, and we can't even get to the business. We can't get the business plan out the head paper because they don't know how to use the the computer 10 uh 10 uh, facebook marketing strategies that make 20 grand a month oh yeah i definitely need to show, share that doing that one but just even basic computer skills you know uh, microsoft word for beginners these are just like basic classes that people need to know how to use uh just to do day-to-day -day business Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Um, here's one that I have, Jackie. I teach uh, businesses how to uh, do uh, use QuickBooks, right? Mm -hmm. um, in my area is accounting and bookkeeping, and I train on these on this class, but also how to uh, for entrepreneurial startup classes and business classes and things like that. But generally, when I go to teach them something. Most people, and you can at, you can attest to this or not, but I find that people just look in the center of their screen. They never take in the whole screen. They just look right in the middle. And when you say, go over here and click that button, they're like, I can't see it. Where is it? <laughs> so, do you have a class on that? <laughs> you know, Crystal, reading is not fundamental. <laughs> And I think that's what it goes back to really, you know, it's not just your computer screen, but if you really think about it, plus not to mention the fact that I work with kids, uh, I traditionally um, work with kids up until this is the first time actually, well, the second time because I've worked with adult inmates back in the day. I had contracts with the Bureau of Prisons, but uh, I've worked with kids for the most part, but people don't read. That's how we get into contract trouble. That's how we get into things like, didn't you sign in the room? Yeah, I signed it, but you know, we're you sign your name here and they never read it. So people just reading is not fundamental. Bottom line at the end of the day. So it's not only with technology on the screen, just looking and then sometimes there's like this fear factor, you know, with, with getting into technology. You can't break it. You know, I just remember that I that I played this really cruel trick on my sister one time. I put this big screen saver on her computer, said, if you touch me, I'm going to blow up. So when she came in her room, the screensaver was on and she saw that coming and I was in the living room just killing myself laughing and she was afraid to touch the computer, screaming, calling me to the back. <laughs> we got to learn to get to be computer savvy. But I did that trick on her just to see, you know, it's crazy how we, Dr. Miller, you know, we have these conversations all the time about how people are just not computer savvy. So people are just afraid, you know, that's why they'll stand at the center of the screen, don't want to touch anything off or touch this and that's going to happen. So that was my way of just bringing her out of her shell. I mean, not just bringing her, but pushing her out. Like, hey, touch this thing. I mean, it's, you can't break it. You can't. Yeah. Get your face other out than, of the center of the screen and other than taking it throwing out it throwing it up against the wall that's about the only way you can break a computer today now, yeah. back in the day but you had to literally take it and throw it across the room and break the computer itself before you can actually break the computer Greg, i'll quickly add this i could get this one thing common sense is not that common <laughs> absolutely, absolutely.
you know, it's funny how people would ask how they could get to a certain website. We would tell them how they could do certain things. I said, go to your URL. What's that? I mean, they actually didn't know anything. And it was so pitiful. My heart just bled when I saw how far. And it's not just you all that it was. Some people think, oh, I know it's kind of hard for the elderly. These were not elderly people who you'd be surprised at the young people who don't know anything about computer. We really miss, I think we should understand that from the fact that during COVID, how many children they found you all that didn't have, have a computer in their mm -hmm. home, mm -hmm. you know? So it's it just not uncommon. It's, it's not uncommon. You know, when I started my business 30 years ago, uh, computers had, I'm telling my age, but computers had just uh, kind of uh, made their way into the workplace. We were no longer using our select typewriter. <laughs> we had that that little white box with the little green monochrome screen. Remember that one? And so as it started to evolve and when I was getting ready to um, uh, exit my corporate job and become an entrepreneur, one of the things I was going to teach on accounting and bookkeeping, but I also recognized that people start buying computers for their homes and they didn't know how to turn the computer on and because it was always turned on when they got to work, right? And 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 and, and the program, my girlfriend is at IBM Select, and my girlfriend, uh, my my um, some of my clients were like, well, I know how to use it at work. I don't know how to use it at home, but they bought these computers. They're sitting on their desk looking all beautiful. And so I said, for $25 an hour, I'll come and show you how to turn it on. I know it, remember the floppy disk? I'll show you how to put the floppy disk in. I'll show you how to upload programs. I remember uh, helping people upload AOL when it was on a disk. This is how far back we're talking about. But they didn't know how to do that. And that's literally how I started my business, just basic computer uh, um, introduction to basic computers on how do you use it outside of your office. <laughs> well, Crystal, one of the things that, that I had uh, crafted out even initially was teaching people uh, basic computer, just how to operate from their computer, but in their for the seniors, in their home, because they like to learn on their own computer. It really mm -hmm. makes it easier for them to adapt when you teach them on their own computer. Now that's just for seniors, you know, that I would do that for. So don't come talking about your senior at 55. I ain't bothered with you. You can get on up in here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And are you guys all teaching that your your cell phone, even though it's very adaptable and it does some amazing things, but there are certain things that you cannot do on the cell phone that you have to do on the computer. Is that part of some of those training classes? Absolutely. Um, that's a great segue. I was just thinking, actually, on Tuesday night, I teach um, different concepts, uh, different technology or tech concepts that goes into, and it's kind of an open forum where I'm answering questions and teaching techniques and sharing information on, on a live um, on, on, on each and every Tuesday and it's totally free and it does cover things. And sometimes things just come up and come out because I've had so many years of experience in teaching technology. So cell phones, mobile, mobile devices that, that include iPads as well. You know, a lot of things you're just not able to do in Chromebooks because I think, the um 
education kind of pulled a number on us and thought schools were really doing something big when they were sending kids home with Chromebooks. That thing mm-hmm. doesn't have a hard drive in it, and a lot of programs are not even, you can't even run on a Chromebook. It's right. a fancy, oversized phone, cell phone. It's a mobile device, and it's just some, right. some things you can't do on it. So, and I think even sometimes even our officials mm-hmm. aren't tech, technical savvy. Just because you're a leader and a politician, that doesn't mean you're technical savvy and you're making million-dollar decisions every day for the populace. It's just, it's unfortunate. But and also, do, I do do a Tuesday class t- to teach uh, technology tips. And and also, even our teachers. I remember when they uh, in LA they did the um, the 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 um, Apple um, was it Apple Pad the the, uh, the iPad right? And they gave all the kids the iPads, and then they took brought the teachers in to train them. But the teachers weren't even savvy with using a computer, let alone an iPad. So the kids were teaching the teachers how to use the iPad. And then administration were shocked that the kids could break through the security. Uh, excuse exactly. me. Exactly. 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 You don't even yeah. know how to use it. So how do you don't even know how to prevent them from doing that? So I thought yeah. that was kind of interesting. And so many of the teachers had a difficult time in the beginning mm-hmm. of COVID because they couldn't do the online courses. Mm-hmm. They didn't know Absolutely. how to teach online and they Absolutely. didn't know how to set up their computers. Mm-hmm. So it's like we technology is 20, 30 years in advance, but the people are really back in 1999 when the computers were just first mm-hmm. introduced to the, 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 the um, regular people in the world. Right. And right. so we got a lot of work to do in order to bring them to where they are. Um, I have a friend, uh, uh, her name is Stacy McBride. She's on, on right now and she just popped up in the chat. Stacy and I have this conversation all the time because Stacy is a trainer and she works for a corporation that sends her to their other locations to train their employees how to, do, uh, to use the software that they use. So. When I've been telling her, Stacy, you can actually be teaching this and making money on your own. I tell her all the time. And so she just popped up on, on, I tell her you can do this. She goes, there is no way, Crystal, that people don't know how to use Word. Why would anybody pay me to do that? So can you address that, Jacqueline? (laughs) You know, that's funny you say that because I have those same conversations with Dr. Milligan. The things that she told me that people can't do before we actually started this business, I was thinking, no way. You know, we do take for granted because we're technical savvy that people know these things. I was thinking that Dr. Milligan, when she said that, I'm like, oh, that sounds like me. I, I tell Dr. Milligan that all the time, like, Jackie, these people don't know nothing. Really? Who doesn't know how to get on Zoom? Trust you know, who me, a doesn't lot know of people. how to look good on Zoom? And it's just amazing. And now Zoom, and actually after I started teaching it, to be honest with you, I learned a lot of things like Zoom. Like you don't have to make up. You can, Zoom has a built-in makeup. Uh, oh, they make you, you look good all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can. It's just a lot of little things, but it's, that, that's 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 my conversation. I, I, I'm I'm team I'm team Stacy on that one. <laughs> that, that's really what makes it so interesting. When Jackie wrote her book jamming on my PC, 
she brought it to me to to kind of edit it and look over because I'm a publisher. Mm -hmm. So she said, "Wow, I couldn't have sent it to a better person because she thought, you know, she all this geek talk and stuff." And I remember I didn't know anything about computer 20 years ago. So I said, Jackie, what is an hourglass? And she thought, everybody don't know that. <laughs> That's why when you get these, these manuals with instructions, they need to get a basic, simple person who don't know much about it, but very literate to really look at it. Because I'm telling the way they do their instruction, it's just really horrible. You know, because they want to write, want to be so technical. But um, one thing that happened, there are a lot of attorneys who actually quit practicing because of technology, you know, because the court decided, no, you're all not coming down here with all these papers in front of the clerk file that you're going to have to do it electronic. And they didn't know how to do it. There are attorneys who quit the business, um, Christy, because of this. There were nurses that I knew, RNs who walked off the battlefield because they had to use computer for their chart. And they said, I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. So, I mean, this thing is really, it's out of control. It is. So I think what you're doing is absolutely awesome. See, I told you, Stacy, there's an opportunity out there for yeah. you, girl. <laughs> what we think that what comes easy to us does not come easy to everyone else. And basically what I've learned, I've taught myself, but um, and not that I'm I'm not a no computer scientist or any of that. It's just that I know I can't break the computer. And that is just software. And all I got to do is uninstall it if it don't work or turn the darn thing off <laughs> and come back into it. But most people don't know that. And so so what are you guys? Um, so how are you going to get this information out or get the classes out to the marketplace so people can register? And ha have you been getting a large number of people come through? We haven't gotten a large number so far because we just really uh, put it on the market and start trying to get people to join the courses uh, about a month ago, right, Jackie? Correct. So we're doing social media, and the most thing we're doing, too, is just outright, Crystal, using our contact, calling people, telling people, and ask people who that we tell about because most of them say, oh, my mother needs this, my sister. So we're asking people to tell people. You know? Okay. So, so we have a, a large marketing um, um, strategy. So we're not just going to be looking on Facebook because we know that's one thing Jack could teach us. Facebook, if everybody could put that event on Facebook and it went to everybody, because some people think if they put it on Facebook, everybody's on Facebook in the world and out of the world is getting it. It's just so much they don't know. So what Jackie uh, taught us the, the days, the, the best days to actually uh, to post. I mean, it's just stuff that you need to know that some people think just automatic. I put it up there and everybody get it. That's not how it is. So Yeah, we're putting together a, a comprehensive digital marketing plan that's going to incorporate um, several social media channels. And you choose those channels based on your following. So we're doing based on your business, based on the nature of your business. YouTube is not for everybody. You know, it just mm -hmm. depends if you're doing DIY soap making or something, you probably need to be on YouTube. But, you know, if you're if you're a business and you're you're um, marketing, if you're a B2B uh, strategist, you need to be on LinkedIn. Uh, mm -hmm. Facebook may not be the place for you. You know, so we're doing we're putting our strategy and our plans together, our digital marketing plans 
and um, seeing where we best land. Um, and, and I know off the top that, that Facebook is one of those places uh, because everybody is on Facebook. Facebook is just the mother uh, of all social media. Now they're Instagram and Facebook. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're just we're getting our strategies together because it is a science it's analytics um, behind and what determines what gets to the top. And that's how people make twenty thousand dollars a month. Uh, on Instagram and Facebook, it's a plan. I mean, people just don't jump up and go viral. That's that's not a coincidence. It's mm -hmm. analytics. Mm -hmm. uh, you're absolutely right. Um, uh, and 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 people don't understand which is the best platform. I taught a class last mm -hmm. night uh, for the Urban League on um, marketing in a digital world. And that was one of the things. And there's some other tools out there. You have Pinterest mm -hmm. that Absolutely. if you have a product mm -hmm. or you have a, a DIY kind of product mm -hmm. might be better over at Pinterest mm -hmm. because they have the number of people that they have there that are sharing that. And it, mm -hmm. it is a, it's an amazing sharing network. We're actually it more is. so than, than Facebook is. And so there's mm -hmm. some programs out there that they're not sure. using uh, that can be beneficial for your business as well. So what is the cost for them to um, sign up for the for the classes yeah our classes range anywhere from $19 to as high as a series for $125 so just depend I encourage everybody to go to our website and take a look and see uh, the different classes that we have to offer and if nothing else if you just want to see my teaching styles and see how good I am I'm there every Tuesday free uh, doing a live sign up for it I encourage everybody to sign up and come on and get your technology questions answered you know, especially if you're on social media and if it's not working for you, it's a reason for it. There's so many free tools, um, SEO tools, search engine optimization tools that I share um, to do your keyword research, all of that, your content. It has to be developed and in, in, in on point, um, if you will, um, to engage your, in, in, to engage your followers. And it doesn't happen overnight. Social media, digital marketing is a slow, long process. It turns like the wheels of government. Slow. Slow. And, yeah, and Jackie, are you, the, are you the only instructor? Are these on demand or are you actually doing? No, I'm actually doing live and we have a couple of instructors. I'm not the only instructor um, that, that teach the classes. Um, and it just depends on the, the, the type of the, the class that you're looking for and with the time that you want to take it. It may be me or maybe one of the other instructors. Okay. Are you guys looking to inc uh, increase your uh, instructor da uh, database, your the number of instructors that you have teaching classes? Absolutely. Stacy should send us her resume. All right, Miss Stacy, you hear that? And, and I'm going to send my resume over for because uh, I. But the bookkeeping, because that's definitely technology. Nobody wants you to come with a little bag no more with your tax or shoebox <laughs> or some handwritten stuff. That, then you go, wait a minute, what is this? I don't know what that is because you wrote it out, okay? No. Mm -mm. Right. So we definitely need you, Krista. Okay, uh, I will do. Yeah, I teach both on QuickBooks. I'm a pro advisor for QuickBooks. Been teaching on that product since they started it in 1988. Uh -huh. And then I um I teach another product called Wave, which is a free accounting program. And I teach that I can get that folks up and running in about six hours uh, to be running full full force on using that product. So, and I teach that class. Uh, pretty much every month. 
to a to a number of org for a number of organizations. But yeah, the more information that we have, and it's so funny, so many people resist the whole accounting piece, right, or the whole a uh, bookkeeping software piece. And then when I show them how, and then I teach them, and they learn how to match up and set up their account, their chart of accounts, and then they can run that report, and they're like. I made that much money? Oh my God. <laughs> like eye opening, right? <laughs> yeah, until they look and see, and you say, well, Are these all your expenses? And they go, Oh no, okay, but well, you didn't make all the money you thought you made. Where are all the expenses? <laughs> right. You feel good when you really learn your business. Because people used to have people do that taxes, and if been China Revenue called them in, they what I didn't know. They don't even read it. If you get a refund, they don't care what you put on there. We've seen that through the years. But you need to understand your taxes. Understand. You just need to understand your own business, you and do. that's what it's all about. And I am glad you guys are doing this. Because half the time when I'm teaching a class, I got to teach basics. And then I can get to the expertise part. But I got to teach you just how to turn the computer on or not use your phone for everything. And, and know that you have to use a computer for some things that are out there. So uh, kudos to both of you. However I can help to get the get you marketed out there, I will send it out to my whole network. Uh, Dr. Rosie, we want to make sure you're in the, re in the business resource guide for recycling black dollars uh so that people will know and uh, i will share this you guys can put this uh, interview i'm going to edit it up and uh, send it back out to you guys and it's going to be on my podcast so here's some technical stuff that i just taught myself one um I had to teach myself how to edit a, a video when I started this podcasting, but I had to find a software that I was quick enough for me to do it so that I could get it uploaded so I could get it to the Black Business Expo two weeks ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I edited the kids' video, threw some music in there, threw some other transitions, and I learned on, on YouTube. And then... Okay. Um, and now I'm um, moving the business zone or moving the business over to a podcast channel. So in order to get it to, I have to edit it down to a certain size, uh, a percentage of uh, 20 minutes or whatever for it to work. So I've been doing that. And so it's been pretty cool. It's um, guys, you don't even realize once you master or at least become comfortable in technology, it will open up a whole new world for you to take care of your business and not have to put things off because you can't afford a, a person to come in and show you how to do it. That is so true. It's so many things that people don't understand when someone texts them something, they don't realize, well, I don't know how to text it to someone else to forward. Uh, I would like to be able to print this down. They go, well, I can't print it from my cell phone. They have no clue that all they have to do is email that text to them then download you'd be surprised that people have no idea that's what happened what i do is here i i want to i can't print it down i can't print from, can you print it from your phone you know right just, exactly and all you and you're right you what i do is i i download something on my phone i save it then i email it to myself and then i open the email up on a computer then i save it as a pdf and then i can send it wherever i want just that i don't even print things anymore because if i can if i have a pdf i can send it and upload it to anybody out there and it's just those little small 
techniques that can really change your your business life because you can now actively get people what they need when they want it need it in a timely manner so a uh, good job dr rosie i know you've been talking about this for for a long time and uh so however i can help i'm gonna send my girl stacy over to you because she's good <laughs> and, and i'm gonna i'm gonna sign up so i can teach some classes for you guys as well uh we have to Yesterday, we were um, we had uh, Constance Anderson from PCR, uh, not from PCR. She's at the the center of Lindustry, which is a, a lending organization. And I was asking her, what did the future look like for our small business community? What could she see that our businesses would need to do to prepare for post pandemic? Um, and so I told her, and so she said basically. Our businesses have to become more tech savvy in order for them to be able to function and to be able to be competitive in a very competitive world. So, um, so you are right on point. You are definitely solving a necessary problem. Stacy says, Dr. Rosie has been a fan for mice for a very long time. So, Dr. Rosie, you know, you are legendary. <laughs> Just in the field picking cotton, somebody's on. <laughs> I told I told somebody this morning we were talking about uh, revenue streams, and I said to them uh, for their business, and 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 we were addressing some issues that they have in their business, and um, where they have some downtime. I said I'm gonna tell you from a real good friend of mine. She said. She says a revenue stream for every financial obligation that she had. She goes, oh, that's really good. I'm going to share that with my husband. He is going to love that. So she goes, we're going to build us a revenue stream for every obligation we have. So God, I, I quote you all the time, Dr. Rosie. That is so important. I tell people you need to have a revenue stream, a stream for your bills, one for your uh, saving, one for investment one for an emergency fund and people say what do you mean emergency fund i said if you don't have an emergency fund what you're going to do when you have an emergency now you're using those credit cards with high rates of interest my daughter taught me that she said mama i have a stream of income money i set aside just for an emergency and you don't you don't welcome an emergency you don't uh it doesn't give you permission to come keep living an emergency will come engine go out of your car air conditioning in your house if you don't have money set aside for that, what do you do? Exactly. So I have seven, seven streams of income. In fact, the Bible said, I think it's Ecclesiastes 11 and 2, you should have seven and said, no, eight, because you don't know what this disaster may come up on the land. That's in the Bible. So, <laughs> so you operate from the Bible. Biblical play, eat it all. Eat the asparagus. Eat everything, you know, leave something for your children, children. Now, eat the whole plate. If you're going to eat from the biblical plate, eat everything on it. I I 150% agree with you, Dr. Rosie. So there you go. Wisdom from Dr. Rosie. You need eight revenue streams to cover any financial catastrophe obligation that you may have, uh, investments, everything. 
something so that you make sure that you are financially ready for whatever is going to encounter you. Dr. Rosie does wills and trust. And I am sure, Dr. Rosie, you are so tired of seeing people crowdfund for the for the to the bury their loved ones. <laughs> I am so sick of passing their head and you know that kind of stuff. It doesn't make sense at all. Have your little stream of income. See, I have a stream of income for the stragglers in my family, and everybody has stragglers. Those who ain't gonna work, ain't gonna do nothing. Those who gonna borrow, ain't gonna pay you back. You know, they're not gonna pay you back. So when they come, hit a little fun over here for them. Okay. So yeah. I have a friend that has that fun. He has it. He, he, he calls it his. So he makes. You know, he's probably the one of the highest earners in his family. So he sets up every year. He replenishes it a, a, a fund for the. I guess you would call the stragglers in the family. He has his sister administer it. They have to go to his sister, not to him. And when they call and looking for money, then they have money set up for whatever the 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 the, the family members may need. And so that way, it kept them from coming to him on a regular basis, like he was the bank. And they just go there, and the sister does the qualifications as to whether you really should get the money or not. <laughs> I like that. So that's what they call it. Is and so the sister is the fund, the family fund, but right. the family fund has to go through a third party to get to right. the money and not to him. So well, it that's works. Why I have to get a third party so they won't come to me because yeah, I don't know how any of them down. You know, well, you helped Lily last week, and I. <laughs> Right. So this takes you out of the, the equation. You have to right. get you a third party, non-biased party that is right. not going to let you ride all over them. And they're not going to use all the sob stories on you. So, right. they, yeah, so that's right. how it is. Dr. Rosie, thank you so much for being on the Business Zone. We so appreciate it. I am going to uh, send this over to you uh, so that you can put it on your uh, website. And uh, I'm going to send a number of people over to my um I think I saw the flyer, uh, the one that you've been putting on Facebook, right? Yes, yes. Okay. I'm going to download yes. the flyer and I'm going to market it out when I send out the um, the community briefing next week and any other marketing. And I want to thank you so much. It's been a great, great interview with you and Jacqueline. It was a pleasure to meet her. And uh, I think you really tapped into a really good one, this one. Yes, and it's so important, Jacob. I mean, uh, Christopher, to understand the dynamics of uniting. You know, uh, don't just try to do a business all by yourself. We both bring uh, important things to the table, and mm -hmm. you don't have to be. That's one thing about technology. You don't even have to live in the same city. You don't have to be around the corner next door. Wow, I love technology. And technology is awesome. And so people got to get on board, everyone. We we want you to stop saying you're technically challenged. And we want your new mantra to be, I am technically savvy. That's the new mantra. So thank you so much, Dr. Rosie. You guys have tuned in to the Business Zone with Crystal and Gilbert, uh, a weekly podcast that broadcasts live every Friday afternoon at three o'clock. We want you to run on over to our, our YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button so you'll get a notification. You will be able to find this uh, our show archived on YouTube as well as on any of your favorite podcasting channels. It will be up on by, by tomorrow. And uh, so download it and share it with your friends. 
make sure I'm going to put the contact information in for my tech, uh, um, my tech Academy. So you guys can go over and sign up very affordable, invest in your business, invest in your life, invest in becoming technically savvy. Gilbert, we want you to hurry up and speedily get better. So you'll be back on the show next week. And for those of you that I may not see next week, but I want you to come back next week at three o'clock. Um, have a happy holiday. Be safe. Make sure you mask up. As I said, my co-host got he tested positive for COVID. And I want to share something with you guys. Gilbert was isolated from the people for he just started coming out, venturing out into the public in April of this year. He refused to meet with anybody for all of 2020 and the, and the first part of 2021. The first time he ventures out to go visit, he gets COVID. So be careful. Mask up. <laughs> get your vaccination and a booster shot. You don't know where COVID is lingering around the corner waiting to get you. <laughs> So with that, we're going to end the show. We want to thank everyone for tuning in. Go over to our, our YouTube channel and check out this, um, uh, this show and the other shows that we have archived. Thank you, guys. See you next set, next Friday at 3 o'clock. Thank you. As a small biz pro, I saw we roll Using procurement, program, and control As a small biz pro, I saw we grow Using procurement, program, and control I'm a business man, yes I'm an entro